The Maui Disaster. The conspiracy theories, the truth, will be somewhere in the middle. Catholics denied adoption rights. What? And horse paste. All that and more coming up. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. It's Monday. We made the weekend. It's over and the work week begins. Oh boy. <laughs> Never a dull moment. All right, we got all that and more coming up on the show tonight. Our program here, the J oh, by the way, our live chat is open, and I've got the live chat open here, so anything you want to say, chime in. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know what you think, what you feel, how you are, where you are. Uh, just stick it up in the live chat, and I'll see it. We can reply live here. We're live, so, yeah, we're across the planet. All right. Our uh, show tonight brought to you by the good folks at Blackout Coffee, America's strongest small batch coffee. I'm telling you, folks, if you are tired of that same old brown water crap you've been uh, drinking, you need to get yourself a amazing cup of coffee that not only tastes great, it is a strong, powerful, incredible coffee taste but this company blackout coffee supports our american values right there duty family values and rights they support our first responders our troops this country all that it stands for and it is simply a damn good cup of coffee i have been a coffee drinker all my life i drink four or five cups a day maybe more some days <laughs> on a really rough day like a monday and uh, this coffee is absolutely incredible they have a uh, sourcing the beans the roasting process their customer support shipping uh, they have an incredible work ethic at this company they make an incredible cup of coffee the owner of this company cares about two things making good coffee and the united states of america so not only are you supporting this show you're supporting a great american company it's all local all made right here in america and it's just a really good cup of coffee pick yourself up a bag of beans just get one just one that's all you got to do just try it out why not head over to the link it's in our show notes and when you check out you use our promo code for an incredible discount you will get 20 percent off your first order at blackout coffee we're using the promo code j20 j-a-y my name j20 is the promo code 20% off your first order at Blackout Coffee. Thank you, Blackout Coffee. We really appreciate having you as a, a part of this show. All right. So, Maui, what a mess. And if you have been anywhere on social media, the story changes every hour. It, literally, every hour the story changes. Uh, I tried to get you as up-to-date... Um, on what's happening uh, but things even now just now before the show i was checking the twitter feed uh there have been a couple of I, i'm not going to include all the conspiracy you know there's so many conspiracy theories uh, uh directed energy weapon and arsonists and whatever i mean there are a lot of things connected to these fires that make you go hmm mm, yeah there's a lot of questions to be asked but 
I'm just going to wait before I get into all this conspiracy theory stuff, and we'll see what out. One thing I will not do, just like the death of Obama's personal chef, just like uh, all the things that the small stories that we have covered here, uh, that once they clear the news cycle, seven to ten days, nobody talks about them anymore. We're talking about them. We're following up on them. I got a list, and I keep looking for new information on every single one of these stories. Anytime I find it, I bring it to you. Well, this one is from the Daily Signal. There's a great headline here. One of the many factors behind the Maui fires, climate change, was not one of them. That, according to experts. Look at that. Okay. Catastrophic wildfires, as you, I'm sure, have heard, have engulfed the Hawaiian island of Maui. Some media outlets, politicians, quickly jumped on the opportunity to scream and yell about the scam of climate change. Uh, The AP distributed an article quoting Erica Fleischman, director of the Oregon Climate Change Research Institute, as saying... Climate change in many parts of the world is increasing vegetation dryness, in large part because temperatures are hotter. Hawaii, one of the most fire-prone states, by the way, I don't know if you knew that or not, because of the topography there. Uh, Watts, the uh, senior fellow at the Heartland Institute, uh, said trade winds drop moisture on the east side of the island of Maui, And when air pressure passes over the mountains and down the other side, it dries out and it heats up. It's been doing that for millennia. Watts noted fields on Maui used to be rich with sugarcane plantations before Mauans stopped processing the crop. And the last such operation closed in 2016. Now those sugarcane fields, which were completely unattended, were overtaken by dry, easily flammable grass, during the uh, first introduced by the settlers back in the 1900s. The official death toll is climbing, and the last that was reported was 93. However, there are at least a 1,000 people unaccounted for. According to an insider at the mayor's office, they estimate it will be more than 500, but less than a 1,000 dead from these fires. And the saddest news of all is that a large majority of those may well be children. What happened was they canceled school. Parents were already at work. Kids were home alone in many cases, unaware of what was going on, what to do, And sadly, that may be why this death toll is going to include, unbelievably sadly, a number of children. It's a dark day. There are, like I said, all kinds of conspiracy theories out there. I'm not going to cover them, because they are at this point exactly that. They are theories. Some have seemed to me to have some validity to it. You know, I've talked about this before. We all have, every one of us, some are tuned better than others. We all have what's called a gut instinct. You know, maybe you've met someone and just the moment you meet them, something inside of you says, "Mm, 
means just something not right. Or a situation you're in where you get that feeling something isn't right about this. It is a real feeling. You need to pay attention to it. Mother Nature supplied us with this over the course of evolution that our life depended on it back in the day. Fight or flight. That gut feeling you get is absolutely real. Mine is quite highly developed. I'll tell you stories sometimes. I used to be the chief interrogator for the uh, sheriff's departments uh, in... Uh, Internal Affairs Department. <laughs> I just drew a complete blank. I worked for five years in the Monroe County Sheriff's Office Internal Affairs Department, and uh, I was uh, their number one interrogator. I knew all the tricks. And one of the best tricks I ever had, and still do to this day, is my gut instinct. All right, back to the subject here. Don't bury the lead. The reason I'm saying that, I'm telling you this, is my gut tells me there is more to this story. I'm not saying it's some sort of directed energy weapon. I'm not saying it's arson. I'm not saying anything because the facts are not in. It may be a while. There have been a lot of, by the way, a lot of people who have tried to donate necessary things, food, diapers. Apparently FEMA and the Red Cross, according to reports, are turning away the help and won't let anybody in. And yet, they're not distributing the help to the people who need it. Again, breaking story, developing as we talk, but these are the reports coming out of Hawaii tonight, this morning, that FEMA, Red Cross are the only people who are apparently authorized in the area, and they're not doing their job. So, we will keep an eye on this. We'll tell you more as we find it. But, uh, yeah, like I said, like this article said, and the expert said, the uh, climate is not one of the reasons for these fires. There's an article also from Just the News. I put that in the show notes tonight. I'm uh, just show it to you quickly here. Hawaii creates a task force to find housing for Maui victims and rescue workers as the death toll climbs. Again, this article is from today, but even since earlier, the numbers have changed. So this is absolutely developing. Hawaii uh, Governor Josh Green said temporary housing task force working to secure housing for Maui victims and rescue workers as the death toll reached at least 89, last I saw was 93, and it's expected to go up into the hundreds. So, yeah, that's a, it's an article, it's a good article. It covers a lot of the, a lot of the details on what's going on there uh, in uh, Maui and uh, in Hawaii. So check that out. The article is in our show notes tonight. All right, switching gears a little bit here. Ivermectin, or as we like to call it, horse paste. No, it's not. Doctors can now prescribe ivermectin for COVID-19. That, according to an FDA lawyer. Well, FDA lawyer, you're a little too late. And sadly, 
from your post. By the way, your Twitter is still up, calling it horse paste on the FDA's uh, Twitter account, or X account, as the case may be. So when are you going to take that down? And now only, when doctors by the thousands were telling you this stuff is effective and it works, could it be the fact that there would not be an emergency youth authorization for the vaccines if anything, including this, was shown to be effective in treating the disease, which it was, now only you're saying doctors can prescribe it. And you know what? There are still doctors having trouble getting pharmacies to fill it because the pharmacies are out of the loop so much that they haven't even been told that the FDA has said, yes, you can prescribe it. Doctors free to prescribe ivermectin to treat COVID-19. FDA explicitly recognizes that doctors have the authority to prescribe ivermectin to treat COVID. The government defending the FDA's repeated exhortations to people not to take ivermectin, including a post that said, stop it. You have some culpability, FDA, and all those other people from celebrities to politicians who put up your little videos, making fun of people like Joe Rogan and all the doctors who were extolling the virtues of ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. How many thousands, thousands of people died because of your stupidity? Or because somebody was in bed with Big Pharma and he can't make billions of dollars pumping a clot shot if there's a relatively inexpensive, easily accessible, easily produced medication that will fight and cure the disease. Ivermectin has won a Nobel Prize, and it is not horse paste. Yes, it is used in veterinarian use, but it is also, as you can see here, used for humans. It is not horse paste. It is a cure. It is a damned effective cure. And yet, because you morons denied us access to it, people died. And that's on you. Incredible. Another head shaker from Massachusetts. Man, you know, I thought California, but lately all the headlines I see that are like, suck your tongue, shake your head, coming out of Massachusetts. I know Massachusetts is just another liberal crackpot state, but geez, guys, relax, huh? Look at this, the Washington Examiner. Massachusetts has denied Catholics the right to adopt. I'm not Catholic. I'm not even Christian. They deserve a major slapdown for grotesque anti-Catholic discrimination this is against a couple who wanted to become foster parents. Helped by the Beckett Law Legal Aid Group, Mike and Kitty Burke filed suit August 8th, just a few days ago, against state officials who rejected their application to be foster parents. 
in an exhaustive screening process, the state agents gave the Burks high marks, glowing comments. But they turned them down. Why? Because their Catholic faith is not supportive of the state's promotion of transgender medical procedures. Let that sink in. Because the Catholic faith, faith does not support transgender medical procedures, the births, births, Burke's beliefs on sexuality were the sole reason for them being denied. High marks on reviews, background checks, glowing comments about the couple, and yet because of their faith, they were denied. And let me put it to you another way. Some young person out there who so desperately wants a loving set of parents, which these the Burke certainly would have been, now won't get the chance to have a loving, caring family because of this bullshit. Mike uh, Burke, an Iraqi war veteran, small business owner, organist at several Catholic parishes. Kitty, the wife, former special education caregiver, small business owner, church cantor. They're willing to take in siblings, children of any ethnicity, special needs children, for whom Kitty Burke specialists training is perfectly suited. The Massachusetts foster system is explicitly designed to assess whether each foster home is a good fit for the particular child being considered for it. The lawsuit notes the system is set up this way to ensure families who may not be able to foster certain children are still able to foster those that fit well with the foster family. The state denied the Burke's foster care approval for any children specifically because of the Catholics' faith's qualms about gender transitions for minors. That is it. There is absolutely no other reason but because of their faith. Welcome to the police state. I've said it before, and I sadly have to keep on saying it. We're living in it, and every day, every single freaking day, there's more evidence. Just because of their faith, denied. <laughs> All right, I got another uh, follow-up article from Red State. What the FBI is not saying about the shooting of the Utah Trump supporter. You remember that 80-year-old guy? What the FBI isn't saying should worry everybody. This is a very interesting article you should read. Red State reported, of course, earlier the FBI shot and killed Utah-based Trump supporter on Wednesday last week, prompting many to question exactly what happened during that incident. Now, because the details were not really made very public, any of the real details, 
I didn't. I covered it, but we didn't get into the swamp on it. According to the FBI, 74-year-old Craig D.U. of Robertson of Provo, Utah, had made a laundry list of threats against President Joe Biden and other elected officials. You know, kind of like the ones all the liberals have posted and made against uh, President Trump. Hmm. Just almost exactly the same. That part of the story appears to be true, as the man's Facebook did contain a lot of direct threats of violence, some of which got very specific. But while there is no question that making violent threats against government officials is illegal, and it will justifiably so get the attention of the FBI, the Secret Service, that does not preclude the serious concerns about sharing about how the raid to arrest Robinson ended. Because of a lack of transparency shown on a, by federal law enforcement, there is still no clear answer, none, on why this man was shot dead. No one has said, oh, he pointed the gun at us and we identified ourselves as FBI and he was going to shoot. None, none of that, nothing. Was Robertson an actual death, deadly threat at the time the FBI kill, agent killed him? We don't know, because the FBI is not saying. Why aren't they saying? Wouldn't you think that'd be one of the first things they do is to defend the shoot? Good shoot, bad shoot? Three days after this pre-dawn fatal raid, no direct claim that Robinson had pointed a gun at anyone. Possible he was refusing to comply as agents shouted at him, which can be heard in the video. But refusal to comply is not justification for deadly force use. Reports after the incident used anonymous sources to claim Robertson was armed at the time of the raid. Being armed is not a justification to shoot a suspect, even one that is refusing to comply with orders. The writer says here, I'm sitting in my home right now, and I'm armed. Millions of Americans are likewise armed while sleeping at night. Robertson, despite the threats he made, had a legal right to possess firearms at the time of the raid. Which leads to another big issue. Why is the FBI conducting a pre-dawn raid on this 74-year-old elderly man over online threats? Anytime the FBI barges in on somebody sleeping, there is a chance that person will mistake this law enforcement group for some home intruders and things go sideways. Robertson was old. He was barely able to walk. Why didn't the FBI just pick him up and arrest him on his way to the store or something? Which they easily could have done. Easily could have done. Obviously, this 74-year-old guy trouble walking was not a big threat. Or just knock on the door and ask him to exit the house peacefully. But here's the thing, and this is what this article takes the angle of, and it's brilliant. 
why isn't the FBI saying anything about it? They are completely tight-lipped over this. And what they're not saying, or they're not explaining, speaks volumes. Wow. All right, we covered the plain lady. <laughs> and I did not dox her because I didn't think it was right to do. When we found out who the plain lady was, you know, that guy back there is not real. She's doxed herself. The plain lady apologizes for the incident in a heartfelt new video. And some people online are saying, I don't think that's the same woman. There she is in the middle from a, a still grab, from a screen grab from the video. And there she is, of course, in the famous plain video. Tiffany Gomez, who went viral on social media after she was seen in the TMFINR video, has put out a new video herself in which she apologizes for the incident. She starts by saying, Hi everyone, it's me, Tiffany Gomez, probably better known as the crazy lady, which is completely warranted. Gomez began her new video, appearing to slowly tear up. She went on and explained herself and apologized to everybody, and there you go. So here's the actual video itself. I'll just play a little piece of it here. Let's get the audio up. Hi everyone, it's me. Tiffany Gomez, probably better known as the crazy plain lady, which is completely warranted. As you know, I have been unwilling to speak on the viral video, but I do finally feel that it's time. First and foremost, I want to take full accountability for my actions. They were completely unacceptable. Okay. Anyway, I'm not going to play the whole thing. It's like two and a half minutes long or something. So, uh, She concludes that she hopes to use the experience and do a little bit of good in the world. Begin to move on with her life. Please do, because we're tired of hearing from you. But somebody has, a lot of people have said, does this look like the same woman? Now, granted, she's got full-on makeup here, smoky eyes, lipstick, all that stuff. I guess. Yeah, it's kind of a stretch. I'm not going to stick the tinfoil hat on for this one. Anyway, she put the video out. It's available in social media. You can check it out. She's basically doxxed herself, so that's why I covered it. Just so you know. All right. You ready for 2.4 billion genetically modified mosquitoes coming to your neighborhood? Oh, yes. It's happening, folks. You're not going to like this story. We'll tell you about that coming up. Right now, we want to tell you about another one of our great sponsors here, and that is NordVPN. Check that out. They have dropped their prices. Yeah, not kidding. Today's digital age, our online privacy, our security, more important than ever, ever before. And that is why NordVPN is the perfect solution 
to protecting your internet activity. NordVPN, you can browse the web privately, securely, and you don't have to worry about hackers, snoopers. You know, even your own ISP, the, pe the company that gives you your internet access, they can hack and steal your information too, and many do. They monitor your online activity. NordVPN has military-grade encryption technology that ensures your data stays safe and confidential. Not only does it protect your privacy, it also unlocks a world of online entertainment and content. Over 5,000 servers worldwide. You can access your favorite websites, your favorite shows, uh, all kinds of streaming services from anywhere in the world. Protect your family, your friends, and all their devices because with a single NordVPN account, you can connect up to six different devices. Oh yeah, not just your laptop or your handphone. Your, your wife, your partner, your husband's, whatever, your kids, six devices on a single NordVPN and check out this deal when you use the link in our show notes. 65% off NordVPN and three months free. Wow. And that comes down to just $375 a month. That is a deal. Folks, do not, do not get caught out there. It, I know you're thinking it's not going to happen to me. Trust me. It there's much better chance than not it's going to happen to you. Don't take that chance. It is not worth it. All right. 2.4 billion mosquitoes. U.S. poised to release these genetically modified male mosquitoes to battle deadly diseases. What could go wrong? The future isn't female at least not for 80s Aegypti. The altered male mosquitoes engineered to produce only male offspring. And if you didn't know, when you get bit by a mosquito, it's a female. Males don't bite. Hmm, absolute truth. Genetically modified male mosquitoes may soon be buzzing around the areas of California in an experiment to stop the spread of invasive species in a warming climate. Oh, here we go. Earlier this month, the EPA cleared the UK-based biotech company Oxitec to release a maximum of roughly 2.4 billion of its genetically modified mosquitoes from now through 2024, expanding its existing trial, which is going on in Florida, and starting a new pilot project in California's Central Valley, where mosquito numbers apparently are on the rise. Oxitec's modified mosquitoes are all male, and therefore male mosquitoes, as I said, don't bite. They were developed with a special protein, so when they pair with a female mosquito, the only viable offspring they produce are also non-biting males. Oh, but when you start screwing with science and nature, sometimes those two things just don't go together too well. So California, get ready. 
you got 2.4 over billion genetically modified mosquitoes coming your way. <laughs> mm. Hey, also in our show notes, you'll see a link to our Jay Sheldon Show merchandise. Check it out. You can get this coffee mug, t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, all kinds of cool stuff. Check it out. Hey, here's some good news. Little bites, little bites. This is a big bite, actually. Sam Bankman-Fried, he's back behind bars. Oh, we like this. Round of applause. Yes. <laughs> Sam Bankman-Fried, SBF, thrown in jail over bail shenanigans. There's the knucklehead. The luck has run out for FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried on Friday. Just Friday, a New York judge ordered that he be confined to jail in advance of his October trial. The former billionaire had repeatedly angered prosecutors and the court while out on bail following his arrest in December. Most recently, he leaked documents to the New York Times about his former lover, Caroline Ellison, who once ran Bankman-Fried's hedge fund and will likely be a witness in his trial. So you don't do that, Freed. Prosecutors frame the links as a possible attempt at witness tampering. Judge Lewis Kaplan agreed. The defense says he's gotten bad press and has a right to try to repair his reputation. Fair enough. The judge also said, but I find there is a practical possibility that it was intended to have the witness back off. Wow. So, revoked his bail, playtime is over, and Sam Bankman-Fried back behind bars. Love it. Love it. You can sit there and rot for the rest of your life, as far as I'm concerned. All right, from the blaze, are you ready for your password to get stolen? Remember we just talked about NordVPN? Here's another good reason why you see these kind of articles every day. There is an AI program which can steal your password by listening to the sound of your keyboard. Yeah. You know, you think when you click the keyboard here, I've got my laptop right in front of me. It's what I used to run the show from. But when you key in your password, each key that you hit makes a slightly different sound. It's not all tick, 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 tick. Each one is slightly different when you type. And this AI program can sense those very, very, very subtle differences and basically tell what your password is. And apparently, its accuracy is up around 95%. Yow! Cornell University Research. Scientists programmed an AI system to listen to people typing their passwords. And it was able to correctly identify the password, what keys were being hit, with 95% accuracy. The group programmed an AI system to listen to typed passwords on MacBook Pro keys over both a phone and a Zoom call, according to Daily Fetched. The AI was trained to 
uh, a train by pressing each of the MacBook Pro's 36 keys 25 times each and recording the sound. The sounds were then fed into the AI, so it would relate this sound is the P, and this sound is the capital P, or whatever. Ampersand, star, asterisk. 95% of the time, it correctly identified people's passwords simply from the sound. Something to keep in mind the next time you are uh, thinking that you don't need, say, NordVPN or whatever sort of protective software you might need to use. Mm. <sighs> Hey, there's been a lot of talk about the First Amendment lately. But you know, part of that amendment has to do with the freedom of the press. And that apparently has become more and more in danger. And even though this is from a very small town, this story is frightening. This is from the Daily Wire. Links in our show notes. The First Amendment concerns raised after police seized materials from a small-town Kansas newspaper's office and staff's homes during a raid. A small-town newspaper in Kansas raising First Amendment questions on a national level after local police raided their office and homes of staffers Friday, just last Friday, and seized material linked to alleged identity theft violations. Marion County Record, a family-owned weekly newspaper published in the Midwestern state about 60 miles north of Wichita, was named in a search warrant signed by Marion County Court Magistrate Judge Laura Viar on Friday morning. It alleges violations of identity theft and unlawful acts concerning computers. The co-owner and publisher of the paper, Eric Myers, it was founded more than 150 years ago in uh, Marion, reportedly said four Marin County police officers and three sheriff's deputies seized personal cell phones, computers, and other materials at his home and Marion County record office, including some unrelated equipment needed to publish. Our first priority is to be able to publish next week. Reporter Deb Groover wrote in a post on Facebook she'd filed a report with the Kansas Bureau of Investigation that accused Marion, Kansas Police Chief Gideon Cody of re-injuring a previously dislocated finger after he allegedly forcibly yanked her cell phone from her hand. I thought I lived in the United States, Grover added. Authorities also searched the home of its 98-year-old co-founder, Joan Meyer, who died less than 24 hours later after she collapsed from hours of shock and grief. She lost sleep. She wouldn't eat. The judge authorized police to seize materials related to identity theft allegations of Carrie Newell, a local coffee shop business owner, the newspaper reportedly received a tip that Newell allegedly drives without a valid driver's license after a traffic offense in 2008. 
A reporter verified the information, they published the story, and they got raided. Yeah. First Amendment much? Not today, thank you. <laughs> Just unbelievable. All right, one more, and then we're going to get on with a very short version of our book, by the way. And this, this is very cool. Hang on a second, because i got to do something with the sound. Okay, let me get rid of that. Check this out. It's, it's just a video. It's a looping video. It's very simple to watch. But because it's just before we're going to go into our book, I thought it was really appropriate. We always end with something kind of cool. And this is something kind of cool. Take a look at this fountain. How cool is that? The link's in our show notes if you want to share it with your friends. It's a book. Well, it's a representation of a book. And every few seconds, a stream of water pops up and sweeps over, and it looks like it's turning a page in the book. That's the, that is the coolest thing ever. Look at that. If you're listening to our podcast, by the way, on Spotify or Apple iTunes, check out our video on Rumble.com, The Jay Sheldon Show. you got to see this video. It's very, very cool. I love that. That is cool. I want me one of those. Can I get one of those somehow? I guess I could make one, probably. Yeah. All right. Let us get on with our book, and it's going to be a very short reading tonight, and I'll just confess to you... <laughs> I did not read ahead on this book. I was discovering it as you were discovering it while I was reading it. And I realized that I was almost at the end of the book on Friday's show. <laughs> so we're just going to actually finish it up with the last few paragraphs. I'll back up a few paragraphs and then we'll go through. It's not going to take very long tonight. And this will be the end of George Orwell's 1984. We do read books on this show. We've been doing it from the beginning almost, 200 and something or whatever, 400 shows ago. Uh, we've mostly done children's classic literature, the Peter Pan, The Jungle Book, The Wizard of Oz, Alice in Wonderland, Little Prince. But we decided to uh, move on to, uh, to uh, George Orwell's 1984 which really fits the premise of this show a lot. And man, it's been, fr I told you before, I confessed I had not read 1984. I should have a long time ago, but I hadn't. And uh, it's been an eye-opener how prophetic George Orwell was when he wrote this book. So we will finish it up tonight, and then beginning tomorrow night, we're going to start a brand new book, Sticking with Orwell, we're doing Animal Farm. Yeah, it is in the public domain, so we will start tomorrow night with George Orwell's Animal Farm. But right now, let's finish up and conclude 1984. The trumpet call had let loose an enormous volume of noise. Already an excited voice was gabbing from the telescreen. But even as it started, it was almost drowned by a roar of cheering from the outside. The news had run round the streets like magic. He could hear just enough of what was issuing from the telescreen to realize it had all happened. As he'd foreseen, a vast seaborne armada had secretly assembled a sudden blow in the enemy's rear. 
the white arrow tearing across the tail of the black. Fragments of triumph phrases pushed themselves through the din. Vast strategic maneuvers, perfect coordination, utter rout, half a million prisoners, complete demoralization, control of the whole of Africa, bring the war within measurable distance of its end victory. Grotesque, greatest victory in human history. Victory, victory, victory. Under the table, Winston's feet made convulsive movements. He had not stirred from his seat, but in his mind he was running, swiftly running. He was with the crowds outside, cheering himself deaf. He looked up again at the portrait of Big Brother, the colossus that bestrode the world, the rock against which the hordes of Asia dashed themselves in vain. He thought how ten minutes ago, yes, only ten minutes, there'd still been equivocation in his heart as he wondered whether the news from the front would be a victory or defeat. Ah, it was more than a Eurasian army that had perished. Much had changed in him since that first day in the Ministry of Love. But the final, indispensable, healing change had never happened until this moment. The voice from the telescreen was still pouring forth, its tale of prisoners and booty and slaughter. But the shouting outside had died down a little. The waiters were turning back to their work. One of them approached with the gin bottle. Winston, sitting in a blissful dream, paid no attention as his glass was filled up. He was not running or cheering any longer. He was back in the ministry of love, with everything forgiven. His soul white as snow. He was in the public dock, confessing everything, implicating everybody. He was walking down the white-tiled corridor with the feeling of walking in sunlight and an armed guard at his back. The longed-hoped-for bullet was entering his brain. He gazed up at the enormous face. Forty years it had taken him to learn what kind of smile was hidden beneath that dark mustache. Oh, cruel, needless misunderstanding. Oh, stubborn, self-willed exile from the loving breast. Two gin-scented tears trickled down the sides of his nose. But it was all right. Everything was all right. Struggle was finished. He had won victory over himself. He loved Big Brother. Whew. And that is 1984 from George Orwell. 
Wow, I, there are no words. <laughs> That's incredible. I am so glad. Thank you so much for suggesting we read that book because it was well worth the time. Long book for sure. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we will begin a brand new book and we're going to stick with our what is fast becoming our favorite author, George Orwell. We'll be reading Animal Farm, which, trust me, is another really interesting book. This one I have read before 50 years ago. Well, 40 anyway. So it'll be new to me. You know, when you get old. All right, folks. Hey, please don't forget, if you wouldn't mind, just hit that subscribe button over there. It's right there, little green uh, follow button. It says follow. You hit that. It's free. Trying to get over 100 uh, follows. I know it's not much, but I really appreciate it. And every little bit helps. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Check out all of our sponsors. And uh, all right, we'll do it all again tomorrow. And I will see you tomorrow. Good night.